Oh, hello. Welcome to episode 12 of the Top 2 Inches Rugby Podcast, sponsored by iSpy Surveys, the go-to specialist survey and inspection company based in Exeter, Devon. So, we are obviously on Twitter, as I've mentioned before, um, at the Top 2 Inches RP. So if you'd like to give us a follow on there, that'd be fantastic. Maybe drop us some messages, which some of you already had done. Um, comment on some of the stuff we're doing. Obviously, the podcast is available each week on various platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, uh, and YouTube. We are also on Instagram now. Obviously, as we say, the Top Two Inches Rugby Podcast. So go over to there, give us a follow, um, and and see what we're all about. So, what is coming up on the show this week? Well, we'll be reviewing the second round of the Heineken Cup and the Challenge Cup. As we did last week, it will just be looking at the English teams that took part. Unfortunately, Ollie won't be here this week to, to help me with that. So potentially the episode will be a little bit shorter, um, which some of you might be happy with. He is currently doing some late night or last minute shopping. Um, we will also check in on the ladies game, see what happened, see if Harlequin's ladies are still on top of the table. Uh, or have they been caught by Saracen's ladies? Who knows? We'll find out. We'll also look ahead to the restart of the Premiership and the Fantasy Rugby. So it just leaves me to say, on with the episode. Okay, so this weekend saw round two of the Heineken Cup. There were, well, we were looking forward to some, to some thrilling encounters. Um, and I just want to kind of give an overview um, of what kind of happened. Obviously, as I've said before, we, we only kind of want to look at um, how the English teams got on. But I do think it's important to mention, given the current circumstances around COVID, um, several games, unfortunately, were cancelled. Um, which ones were cancelled again? So, uh, Scarlet's and Toulon. Now, although Scarlet's actually um, had a positive test in their camp, and Toulon were already over, um, over in Wales, Toulon actually decided to pull out of the game um, and the Scarlets were awarded the win, obviously with a bonus point as well. Um, Glasgow versus Leon, that was a game that was also cancelled because of COVID tests, uh, positives uh, in the Glasgow team. Um, and again, Leon were handed the victory. Um, Bath, unfortunately, again, another team um, against La Rochelle. That game was called off um, because of um, of COVID and La Rochelle were given the win. And the one that we were all looking forward to was the Exeter Chiefs against um, Toulouse. Unfortunately, obviously, the Chiefs had several positive um, tests for COVID. And uh, yeah, that game was, was called off. It's not looking good for the Chiefs. Um, it's going to be tricky, I think, now for them to get out of the group stages. They're going to have to go to Toulouse um, next week, um, or when, sorry, in January, and and get a victory over there. And they're also going to have to get a victory against Edinburgh, um, which is, sorry, not Edinburgh, Glasgow, um, which, you know, they obviously they could do quite easily. Um, but how the structure of the competition is, you know, they could, they could, you know, the defending champions not might might not make it out of the group. Um, okay, so I have seen a lot of highlights. 
um, and I am going to start with the game between Harlequins um, and oh Rassin 92 I mean at at the stoop the game ended 49 uh, to 7 to Harlequins oh sorry it is literally the Christmas week and I'm getting myself completely muddled 49-7 win to Rassin 92 um, it was a bloody good game to be fair I mean Harlequins just didn't look in it at all um, it was a real tough tough evening afternoon for them um, Racing just looked on fire Teddy Tamar scored a fantastic try um, you know Finn Russell was pulling the strings all over the place and and Racing looked really really good um, and it's two losses now for Harlequin so that's pretty much them done and dusted um, in terms of the competition Bristol against Connacht. Um, Bristol came away with a 27-18 win over in uh, Ireland. Uh, obviously, Pat, ha uh, Pat Lamb, sorry, going back to his old stomping ground in Connacht. Um, it was a really good game. Connacht just kind of didn't kind of give up. Um, they kept plugging away and plugging away. Um, and Bristol scored some, some really good tries. Piers O'Connor's one was particularly good. Um, and and they ran out winners in the end so Bristol I believe after one win and one loss are still in the hunt moving on we're going to have a look at Sale and Edinburgh Sale got off to a really good early early lead um, through Denny Solomona um, but Rick, Richard Cockrell's team just kept plugging away and plugging away I think realistically Sale um, should have won the game uh, they were at home, um, but like I said, Richard Cockrell has obviously done some really good stuff up in Edinburgh and they stayed in the fight and, and took the win away from Sale. A really, really good game between Gloucester and Ulster. Um, it was very, really exhilarating, probably one of the best um, games of the, of the, of the second round. Um, Gloucester came away victorious with a 38-34 win which means they are still in the hunt to be you know to possibly get out of the of the group stages um Ulster I think if I remember rightly lost the week before yes they did to Toulouse so that is probably them done for the competition really um and unlikely to get out of that group stage you know a fantastic win right at the death 84th minute Gloucester kind of get the uh, get the winning try and take the points Leicester, sorry, Leinster Northampton um, was closer than most people expected. I, for one, and I think Ollie did as well when we were talking last week, thought that Leinster were going to probably put 50 on um, Northampton. And they certainly came close, um, but Northampton very much stayed in the game. Um, they put in a really good performance, I felt, despite the loss. Um, and you know there's something to work on for them I guess and it's probably what is you know is what you'd say um, but ultimately two defeats for them and that's them um, out of the competition really um, and that was it I think for the Heineken Cup for the English teams so moving on to the European Challenge Cup um, Worcester unfortunately haven't seen highlights of these um, Worcester lost to the Offsprays 38-29 looks like quite a high scoring game 
I did see a little bit of highlights between Leicester and Bayonne. Leicester coming away again with their second victory, 28-20 away in France. When I mentioned this to Wally, he was like, well, they are playing in the B League. Um, so what do you expect? I, I don't know. I, you know, the highlights I saw of Leicester, I think they looked, um, looked pretty good, to be fair. And hopefully, um, you know, Borthers is putting on a bit of a... You know his tactics and his his team management etc are are coming you know coming forward more and the Leicester team is coming together more as a cohesive unit so it was quite a good win for Leicester I think despite what Ollie said um, and also London Irish recorded their second victory with a nice 26-17 win against Powell um, Poe sorry not Powell blimey um, and I haven't even been drinking so yeah, that was the, the roundup of the Heineken and the European Champions Cup. And obviously this is now uh, the next games will be played in January of 2021. Okay, so round nine of the Allianz Premier 15 saw some interesting fixtures at the weekend. None other than the Bristol Bears away at DMP Durham Sharks. Bristol uh, ended the year with a big win on the road um, at Darlington Arena. They racked up 50 points against the Sharks, took the lead after three minutes to uh, get on the scorecard. Courtney Kite finished off a well-worked move from the Bristol backline, and they doubled their lead 10 minutes later um, when Alicia Butchers crashed over from close range. Phoebe Murray then scored a fine solo effort. She broke through the DMP midfield, dotting down in the corner. That was followed up by uh, a score from returning Lucy Burgess, who wraps up the bonus points within the first 30 minutes of the game. Murray and Butchers then both went over for their second tries of the afternoon. Um, early in the second half, uh, loose head prop Simi Pam uh, then followed up with a fantastic 40-minute metre sprint to the uh, line um, to extend the lead. And then Kaylee Powell finished off a fine performance with the Bears sprinting down the touchline. She went flying over in the corner. Um, Beth uh, Blacklock was a lady that uh, got a late penalty at, um, for the Sharks, um, so they weren't nilled. But it was really an impressive performance by the Bears. They definitely bounced back this weekend after last week's defeat to Worcester Warriors. The next game we're going to have a look at is Wasps Ladies against Gloucester. Wasp recorded their seventh victory of the season with a bonus point win over Gloucester Hartbury. Um, May the side got off to a dream start when um, Maud Murr powered over with just one minute on the clock. Gloucester Hartbreeze fly off. Uh, George narrowed the deficit with a penalty on 15 minutes, but the Wasps uh, led two minutes. Uh, sorry, but they the Wasps extended their lead two minutes later when Abby Dow scored in the corner on a 50 appearance, 50th appearance for the uh, clubs. Club Williams then weaved her way through the Hartbury defence to score um, after good work from Morley. Uh, but the visitors had the last say in the first half as Brox crashed over um, to narrow the deficit to nine points at the break. Five minutes into the second half, Kildan again added an impressive try tally, added to her impressive try tally for the season. Sorry, um, with a score that secured the bonus point um, in the dying minutes of the games. Blackburn snuck over. Um, through the Wasp defence, I saw Gloucester Hartbury's um, second try of the match. Wasp victory sees them finish the year in third place as they continue to chase Harlequins and Saracens. Exeter Chiefs, um, Appleby side played in front of the, of the fans at Sandy Park for the first time this season. 
um, which was fantastic and treated the um, the fans to a fantastic performance um, against the, their fellow kind of um, league team Sale Sharks. Um, Chiefs captain Linda van der Velden scored Exeter's first from the back of the scrum after 14 minutes. Then on the uh, half hour mark, Cacho charged down uh, the Chiefs uh, on the way to score a try and Japan International finished off on a rolling wall after a series of phases close to the shark line. Three minutes into the second half, Garcia um, sent the pinpoint Chris uh, kick across field towards um, Bakinda, whose superb take and finish saw the Chiefs open up a 17-point gap. Hunt went over for the bonus point of 55 minutes um, after a long period of pressure from the Chiefs pack and Gabby Contarona's conversion took the score to 24-0 with 15 minutes to go. Alex Powell added another um, after a series of carries from the Chiefs pack um, and that was followed up by a last minute try from Zachary who took a, exploited the gap down the wing and the Sharks defense, went through the Sharks defense to score the sixth try of the afternoon for the Chiefs. So fantastic there for the um, Chiefs faithful in the crowd with the ladies put on a good performance. So the next game up was a fantastic game between top of the table teams, Saracens and Loughborough Lightning finished 24-29 with a victory going to Saracens. Um, it was very touch and go from both sides um, and there was a lot of red roses on display Poppy Clear was obviously playing um, I didn't actually see the highlights for this one um, so I can't really comment too much other than it was um, a fantastic performance really from both teams with just Saracens edging it out um, and I think if I'm right um, the next game will be against top of the table Harlequins, but I could be wrong. I have to double check that one. Um, the next game was actually closer than I thought it was going to be. Um, Harlequins obviously have ended up top of the table for the year. They had a bonus point win against Worcester Warriors at six wave. Um, Heather Cowell opened up the scoring after 13 minutes, taking an inch perfect pass from Rachel Burford and beating two defenders to finish in the corner. Leanne Riley's quick thinking saw Quinns double their lead 15 minutes later as the Red Roses scrum half took a quick tap and go um, and to go and fly under the post. Jess Breach then danced away through the Warriors defence to score the Quinns third try just before the break and the visitors um, had a commanding lead at half time 17 point nil. 17 point lead sorry. Um, Mullins side then started the second half as they ended the first as Breach darted over for a second try, um, bringing up the bonus point as well. Um, but then a fine second half display from Worcester. Saw them claw their way back, first uh, through a try from a driving line out, and then through a close range try um, from Abby Kershaw. The host then continued to apply the pressure to, uh, in search of losing bonus point, but Harlequins held out for the win and to maintain their 100% record at the halfway stage of the season. So well done to the Harlequins ladies, but also well done to Worcester Warriors for uh, making a game of it. So let's just have a look at the table and how it stands. Um, obviously we have Harlequins uh, on top of the table, followed by Saracens um, and Wasps, as I've said, have been impressive and finished the year um, 
in third place. Um, then we have Loughborough Lightning uh, on 29 points, followed by Gloucester Heartbreeze. Great to see Exeter Chiefs ladies at mid-table. So, so far they've played eight, won three, lost five. Next is Bristol Bears, then Worcester Warriors, Sale Sharks, and unfortunately for DMP, um, they are bottom of the tail, table with seven, played seven, lost seven, um, and, and don't have any points at all. Interesting, they have only scored 17 points, but have conceded 476. Um, so it's a real tough season for the uh, Durham Sharks. Okay, so as I said in the introduction to this week's episode, um, next week sees the return of the Gallagher Premiership. Boxing Day is the day, an all-out game between every team in the league. Um, and we're going to start with Bath um, at home at, against London Irish, kicking off at 2 o'clock. Um, Bath obviously have come off a couple of defeats, well, one defeat and one cancel game in the... Um, Heineken Cup, whilst London Irish have had two impressive performances in the Challenge Cup. I actually think London Irish are on good form um, and could potentially nick a win um, at the wreck on, on Boxing Day. Um, I would think that Ollie might think the same, but no doubt as it's Bath, I would expect him to say that Bath would win and I think they need to win um, otherwise they are going to be far too far down the uh, bottom of the table for his liking kick off again the next game uh, two o'clock is Bristol against Harlequins Harlequins obviously coming off two bad defeats um, in the in the Heineken Cup and Bristol having won one lost one Quins obviously do play a lot better at home um, and Bristol can be a little bit inconsistent at times i would suggest that this would be a bristol win um i think they might have just they'll just have a little bit too much for harlequins um i think it will be close though um and i think they're probably you know there won't be a great deal in it maybe seven points at the most um so that's going to be an interesting one Next game again, two o'clock kickoff on Boxing Day is Leicester Tigers away at Newcastle Falcons. Um, so Leicester have recorded two good victories in the Challenge Cup and Falcons have won one, lost one. Obviously Newcastle have started the season off fantastic near the top of the table with three, three victories, two victories, two or three, um, and are going really well. Leicester have had a win and a defeat so it is going to be an interesting one again one that i'm not 100 percent sure i can call i'm um, obviously would love leicester tigers to go up to um up to newcastle and take the victory but i think they're going to be in for a stern test up there um, obviously i'd imagine that leicester will have quite a few internationals either starting or on the bench so i guess it just depends how well they gel back into the team um, but obviously Newcastle are on good form. I'm going to say Tigers to win, but probably only by about three, maybe six points. Um, Exeter Chiefs against Gloucester is a three o'clock kickoff at Sandy Park. Um, assuming that Exeter Chiefs play, 
Um, I, I think it will be a Chiefs victory. Obviously, I'm not 100% sure which players have tested positive for COVID um, and if they've been given the all clear. Obviously, Gloucester did have quite a good victory over the weekend against Ulster. Um, but I think it's it's Exeter at Sandy Park. It's it's going to be a Chiefs win. Um, and the final one on Boxing Day at 4.30, Northampton Saints against Worcester Warriors at Franklin's Gardens. Um, well, Worcester, I think, have had two losses in the Challenge Cup. And Saints have obviously had two defeats as well. But I did think Saints showed a little bit more... Um, than they have done lately against um, Leinster despite losing I mean it's a game realistically that both teams really need to win and both teams need to will be targeting for the win um, I think potentially at home that could be oh mind you saying that there's probably no no fans allowed in the stands I'm going to say Worcester Worcester win um, but again I think it's I think it's going to be close just looking at this round of matches that I think they're all going to be quite close matches and again it just kind of emphasizes um how tough the gallagher premiership is this season um so it should be an interesting weekend ahead so as we know ollie is currently about 200 points i think maybe a little bit less than 200 uh, ahead of me in the fantasy league um i'm not sure what i will do this week um i'm not going to divulge too much because no doubt he will listen to the podcast so uh yeah fingers crossed we'll see how the fantasy rugby pans out on their uh, unboxing day okay so that was episode 12 of the top two inches rugby podcast it will be the last podcast of the year in existence 2020 cannot wait to say goodbye to you um thank you very much to the listeners that tune in to all the people that have just um, taken time and listened to uh, me initially and then ollie jointly rambling on about what we think about rugby um we're going to continue to bring you the podcast into 2021 and hopefully you will all continue to tune in um and enjoy what we talk about as I said, you know, we are on Twitter at Top Two Inches Rugby Podcast. So give us a follow on there. We're also on Instagram at Top Two Inches Rugby Podcast. So again, give us a follow on there. Send us some messages. Give us reviews. If you like us, tell us you like us. Um, as I've said before, all the uh, episodes can be found on a variety of platforms such as Anchor, Apple Podcast, YouTube and Spotify um, and we are sponsored by iSpy Surveys, the go-to specialist survey and inspection company based in Exeter, Devon. So it just leaves me um, to say from myself and Ollie, Merry Christmas. I hope you have an enjoyable time. Um, be merry, enjoy what you have enjoy the people that you can have around you hopefully santa is kind and brings you a lot of presents and we will see you for episode 13 in the new year merry christmas you filthy animals <laughs> <laughs>